Welcome to episode 318 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, man, I'll tell you what, man, I am doing good. After this work week, I feel, I honestly feel a little bit more relaxed coming into Saturday, you know? This is our actual recording time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know, I know, it's it's mostly you and I are just been so busy at Mostly work, me. at home, and I know, I understand yeah. that, like, yeah. yeah, that, like, a lot of the life stuff usually plays a role and stuff, but it's, like, it's it's sort of crazy when you take yourself, like, back from everything, and it's like, wow, there's a lot of crap that just keeps on happening here and there, you know, it's like, it just kind of feels like our lives are getting faster. Yes. For some reason. Yeah. Uh, I, it was funny, actually, um, Courtney and I were having a conversation Mm-hmm. A couple of days ago about this, like, because um, she's like, when did we start dating? And I, I remember, like, I remember the, or when we, like, when we first started hanging out and then, like, officially started dating. And I yep. remember, like, the, 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 the first day, I don't because I remember it was, like, a three-day weekend. And, because we hung out, like, that entire weekend. And I, I looked up the date, like, when we started hanging out. And I looked, I remember exactly the day when she, like, asked me if we want to become official. And I looked it up and I'm like, it was like, oh, my, it just so happens today is our three-month anniversary together. And we're sitting on the couch and talking about it. She's like, it's only been three months. I'm like, yeah, I know. She's like, it feels like it's been like five years. I'm like, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. It feels like it's been five years. Like, and I agree. It's like, everything just feels like it's just like, it, it's weird. Like, it feels like everything's flying by for, for us. And it's like, but it feels like, you know, three months ago, at the same time, three months ago was five years ago. Like, you know, you don't even remember oh, boy. what life was like, you know, in December. For me anyway that, that's for me anyway but i, I know, know it's, it's kind of like it's sort of like the same aspect for myself as well because i just passed my three-year anniversary for my workplace that i'm currently working at yeah which is very surprising to me but at the same point i am in a vastly different place than where i was three years ago i mean i was doing production lines and stuff now i'm a supervisor in my workplace and i'm actually feeling like i am a supervisor yeah <laughs> and uh not just that, but I've just been learning a whole bunch of new things, new job trades, do this and that and stuff. And it kind of feels like I'm at a point now where I've got things structuralized of what I want to do, you know, actually have some bits of organization and instead of waking up randomly on a day, it's like, okay, what do I want to do today? Oh, okay. It's like, then all of a sudden just sit for like hours on end watching something on YouTube or like doing stuff like that, you know, actually being more productive than I generally would be. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I vastly feel good is because I've been playing a little bit of games here and there. I have been just doing random bits of chores and, like, doing this, trying to catch up on watching things that I hadn't been doing previously. Like, before we started recording, I just went through and finished off my uh, third episode of row in a row of uh, some old Doctor Who season and stuff that... Uh, it was way back in 2005. I think it was like Christopher Ellison or something like that mm-hmm. was the doctor at that point. This is before David Tennant, mind you. So it's like, for those listening and who don't know what the Doctor Who is, pretty much, it's pretty much like a show around this one dude that's supposedly a time lord and stuff, and he travels throughout time with like certain like companions he meets along the way, and they 
solve all sorts of various problems and stuff at different time periods, different parts of the universe. Just it's been going on like on and on as a recurring series for a very long time now. But uh, yeah, I was just catching up on that season since I bought like a box set from Walmart a little bit back. But uh, yeah, other than that, I've just been living life quintessentially and uh, actually getting a little bit more more relaxed, which is very weird for me. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, enough about me. How about you, Tyler? It sounds like you've been doing things in and out of the nutshell. <laughs> yeah, uh, just been same old, same old, just been crazy busy. Um, just, you know, life stuff and then work. But the nice thing is work is slowing down. So I'm not working. Uh, it's getting slower and slower every week. It's oh, good. Picking up again a little bit um, for the next couple of weeks, but I'm not going to be doing the same hours. And then. Uh, oh, good. So it's kind of nice getting off at like, you know, I'm pretty much getting off at 3.30 at the latest um, anymore. So that's nice. Uh, spend a little more time at home, especially as it's getting nicer. Except for today where it's oddly like 30 degrees outside and like uh, just like a, an hour drive away, they got hit with snow. Oh, oh so, boy. Speaking of that, you know, I was, I follow one of my uh, YouTubers on uh, Twitter, right? Yeah. Her name's Lukajin. And she was posting pictures from where she was at in Canada. And basically, it was snowing there yeah. very hard, and snow was sticking to the windows of the cars and everything, and it's almost May. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's going to be May in, like, three days, and we're getting snow. And, but like, and I saw the same thing in Chicago. People were, like, uh, podcasters listen to, like, they're in Chicago, and uh, they're out in, like, the snow, like, out, not a snowstorm, but there was snow. It's not, like, it's, like, maybe an inch, if that, on the ground, but... Yeah, like I said, it's like April showers brings May flowers, and we're getting like we've had like almost zero rain, and we've had probably more snow than rain this month. So it's been oh. it's been a weird uh, weird month weather wise. But uh, we um I went camping for the first time in like like actual like camping, not like I have a couple of friends that own like farms and stuff, but uh-huh. they have like trailers there. So you just you know we sleep in the trailer like really a bunch of like really nice trailers in the land. And you sleep in those, so you sleep very comfortably in beds with, you know, there's AC and heat, whatever you need. Nice. Kitchens and all that. And this is the, like with this one, we uh, we did not do that. We went it's, uh, went to this place. I can't remember what it's called. Lake Quabi? Yeah. It's like, it's not very, it's like a half an hour drive. It's not very far out. And uh, went there and sat around a campfire. But um, it's still like not, it's like it gets nice sometimes around, like, but like it's like 60s and 70 degrees, but at night it gets, it's pretty chilly. Like so, yeah. at, during the day, during the afternoon, you have to have the, the you have the AC on or the windows open, and then like at when it gets dark outside, you have to turn the heat on, kind of thing. Still, and um, so I'm like, oh, we better bring some blankets and bring some hoodies. So it's gonna get chilly out, and uh, did not think it'd be as cold as it was. So we we went and uh, one of uh, uh, was we were going with some court with a bunch of uh, Courtney's friends of a friend and shit like that, going out there and meeting them out there. And like, oh, we have a plenty of room in the tent for you guys in the sleeping room. I'm like, cool. And then like, there was there was room, but we all have to like be bunched up together. And I'm like, ah, we were both like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, her friend uh, Kim has a minivan, and she you know, she has kids and stuff. So we like, she took the back seat out of it, um, but it still had like, so like the the third row was out of it, so they had more room to put all the stuff in. So it had still the oh, first, it had the front and the back, and. She's like, well, Courtney's like, well, we'll just sleep in the back of the van tonight. I'm like, that sounds okay. Um, <laughs> possibly the worst night of sleep I've ever gotten in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> we were, um, 
So Courtney's got like some hip, like her, she has like hip problems. Like no, she just has, she has pains in them. And, oh, I um, see. So she has to like sleep on like certain sides and everything like that. There was no way to get comfortable. It didn't matter what side you slept on, what you slept on. And also it was like 35 degrees outside. So we're sitting in this van, uh, freezing our asses off. I have, woo, front turn my phone off. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, spotted. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so, um, we were, uh, we were sleeping in this van, trying to sleep in this van. Uh, we both down like three sleeping pills uh, just to try to fall asleep. And oh, no. So there's only like, she's like 5'2", and she had to like hunch in a little bit. That's how, how like, there wasn't enough room for us to lay out. So Aww. that's how little room there was. And then, um, yeah, so I'm six foot. So I pretty much had my knees in my chest just trying to sleep like this. Oh, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> shaking and like we had three blankets somehow i kept waking up in the middle of the, in the middle of the night with zero blankets um oh. and, we had our, <laughs> and we had our dogs with us and so oh, no. <laughs> my dog my dog could be sitting outside in 85 degree weather shaking because he's so cold and so you can imagine how he was he was in all three blankets like shaking i'm sitting there literally <laughs> shaking so that went on that so we yeah it, it was miserable like i think we we went th- we went in there about 11 o'clock and we, we finally finally woke up like set or we got woke up at like 7 a.m um and we probably combined had like five hours of sleep between the two of us oh um that just sounds horrendous dude yeah it was not sleeping in a at least sleeping in a small minivan and stuff like that. You're just trying to huddle together like, oh, God, it's so cold. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. So it was, um, yeah, we were supposed to, like, stay and hang out for the day and, like, uh-huh. hang, and, like stay again. Like, we went on, like, a Friday and we were supposed to hang out and hang out all day and, and sleep again there on, on Saturday night. Uh, and we woke up in the morning and we're just like, let's just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the smartest we, decision you two made. Yeah, I was like, let's just go home and, and go sleep in our bed. So that we, that's what we ended up doing. We ended up just like driving home at like 7.30 in the morning and uh, fucking passing out for like five hours in bed. So that was... Uh, that sounds we looked, amazing. We, we agreed that we are not camping people. Um, at least not actual like camping people. Like <laughs> give us like an RV or like a trailer or something like that. We, we'll get by. It, but, instead um, of fitting you in the back of a small ass minivan. Yeah. <laughs> back seat. And I'm like, especially when it's still like freezing out, you know, when it gets below freezing. Oh, no right? doubt. Like it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, a not a fun experience. The, the night was fun though. Like before that, like it was, it was chilly outside and our, our fire kept dying and uh-huh. we quickly ran out of firewood. Um, so me and her friend Kim decided to, there was like, a uh, like three campgrounds over this truck had the whole back of the pickup the truck bed was full of uh firewood and he had like all nicely stacked like jenga and like multiple times we would go over there and like steal a shit ton of firewood (laughs) so that kept us going for a good few hours so uh nice yeah so that that was that was camping i never want to do that again uh i'm not ashamed to admit i like my uh i like my uh temper temperature controlled apartment and uh my bed like those are in my couch that I, I finally just bought i'm still paying for uh i like those things and also my dogs <laughs> like them too so uh so yeah never want to do that again at least not in a minivan maybe maybe a tent with with the, the air mattress 
I'll tell you what, man. I'm not looking forward to the first time I ever go doing camping, stuff like that. Knowing my luck, I'm going to be inside of a tent. All of a sudden, I'm just going to hear this... It's a fucking bear just rattling the tent outside. It's some shit. <laughs> oh, man. But, I've been... I've been invited like a couple times to do camping stuff, but yeah, I don't know if that's for me really at all. And after your experience that you had with your girlfriend, it's like, ugh, ugh, that's the worst, literally. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, number one, do it again. Plus, um, try and cook hot dogs with a with a little poker. Um, I'm pretty sure the, the hair on my hands are still gone. Like, yeah, it was it was not a good time. Um, I'm just like sitting there shaking. I'm like, this is so stupid. 30 minutes away is my apartment with with a comfortable bed and also heat. Like, what are we doing right now? This is dumb. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that sucks. I don't know what people oh, do. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. At least, you know, at least in April. When it's, you know, I, I get like May and June, but then you get to like July and August. It's like 100 degrees outside. That also sounds terrible. I, weather here sucks, guys. It's nice like six weeks out of the year. The rest of it's miserable. You're either cold or you're sweating your ass off. And I'm fat, yeah, so true. I'm always sweating, even regardless of the temperature. So, yeah. Sorry, I was taking a drink of my beer. No, that's what's been going on with me. Um, but anyways, Gables, this is a... Uh, yeah. We're like, we're like 13 minutes in. We haven't even talked about what the hell we're here for. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways... We we were gone we were gone again last week once again that was me that was me bad we tried to like record like three days in a row and then shit on my end uh, kept coming up so I wasn't able to my uh, mom had a flat tire and then some came up with Courtney's family and then uh, just been busy um, so yeah uh, here we are um, we have a couple weeks worth of news to talk about it's actually been a good couple weeks worth of news like la- the last time we recorded we had like no news. Uh, and it seems like the weeks we, we miss, like everything happens. Yep. And then the weeks we, when we record, finally record back to back weeks, it, then it's like nothing happens. Um, so anyways, uh, jumping in first, uh, with PlayStation five details have been, they did like a, um, a actual, like exclusive interview, uh, with, I think I want to say it was Kotaku and, um, and they made some, they talked about kind of what the, the PS five or what, what the new, the new PlayStation console is going to have in it. Uh, for the most part, it doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of flops and stuff like that. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, but the main things coming out of it, I think, for us um, simpletons, when it comes to like how this shit works, um, I just like the, I just like the fact that it plugs into the wall and then it plugs into your TV and you turn it on and it works. That's kind of how I, you know that's how I am. Um, so the main things they did already say it's going to have uh, PS4 backwards compatibility. Um, it's going to support our current PSVR VR headsets. And it will not release until after April 2020, which I think most people knew um, or assumed. Uh, so I don't know, Gables. I mean, we, we've kind of touched on it a few times, but uh, are these things you're liking? And are you ready for a new console? I'm not ready for a PS5 at this moment in time. But from what I've heard, I am very happy that at least Sony is covering their bases at this point. Actually confirming that there is some backwards compatibility of some sort with a previous console since we went into the ps4 generation with not being able to even play some bits of the games that we had bought and downloaded on the ps3 or even game discs in that matter which still makes me angry to this good day because i had like 50 plus ps3 games that i basically just said oh sayonara to because one gaming company wanted me to rebuy every freaking thing that i owned yeah (laughs) so the base stuff of it you know, 
I kind of expected it to be there. But uh, I am kind of glad that it's more than, like, say, a year away, quintessentially, because there are still a bunch of games on my PS4 I still have to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell me about I'm it. I'm not ready for anything of that sort yet. <laughs> no. Um, I, I'm with you, and I, I've talked about it a few times before with uh, with the PS5. Like, I, it's still selling super-duper well. I mean, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how the Xbox One's doing. Nobody really knows besides people mm-hmm. inside Microsoft, but it sounds like it's doing okay. Um, well, the PS4 sales-wise is almost getting close to surpassing Wii numbers, honestly. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I think it was like the last one. It just shot, just shy of ninety-seven million yeah. um, sold. So I can't remember what the Wii is, but it's it's close. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, I don't know if it'll hit it, but it'll be close. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's like it's still selling really well. Uh, like I, I felt like you know because this generation, even though it came out in two thousand thirteen, like it took a couple years to get to like oh, where yeah. it finally felt like it was its own generation. Like even like two thousand fifteen, we were still getting. Uh, like remember, Metal Gear Solid Five came out in 2015, and it was still releasing on 360 and uh, PS3 and shit. Like, we had like maybe three solid years actually of the PS4 actually feeling like a different, like a differentiable console. Like yeah, you know, removed from the PS3 or even like that regards. Yeah, it really felt like like 2015 was a good year, but like you can still play those games in the old general. 2016 felt like the first year where it was like this is like the new like these are the first games of the generation that weren't like first party exclusive stuff. And like, that was when the third parties like, cause I mean, I remember that was a big thing back. Like when people, like a lot of the companies didn't think that, uh, the consoles were going to like the console market was dying. Come to find out it's stronger than it's ever been. Um, since uh, maybe like the early nineties, but, uh, um, sales wise is the strongest ever been. And it's just, it's insane that like, I feel like we're just, like it's. I mean, it's been yeah, it's seven years, but I f- still feel like I kind of felt that way with 360 and um, PS3 though. Like, oh, you can probably get a couple more years out of this, but I still really feel that way with this one, where it's like, man, we're still getting like great quality games. Like, it's, things are looking better. Like, the, like the, it feels like we still haven't cr- like hit the top end of what these consoles can do, especially when you add the Pro and the Xbox One X in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt yeah. like like it. I mean, I feel like you can probably get another year or two out of this one. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm glad from what we what we heard though. It's going to have uh, the backwards compatibility. It doesn't mean much to me. Uh, you know, I, it's kind of nice. It's a nice feature to have. Um, it's one of those things you don't realize how big you know. You, it's just like it's not really a big deal unless you don't have it. And yeah, I, I think more people than not won't use that feature. But they'll be more people will be upset about it than you know about not having it than will actually use it. I think. Yes, because and, coming around this point, we expect having backwards compatibility on a gaming system to be there for like day one, mm-hmm. especially if it's been a system or from a company that's been around for years, like a Sony or a Nintendo, where it's like you expect kind of like from the get-go that you'll be able to play your previous games that you bought on a newer system. But as far as, say, like how fast this generation has pretty much gone, you know, it's like, by the end of the last generation with the PS3, with the 360, and the Wii and stuff, I was actually more or less satisfied when that generation did get over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, more, more specifically, yeah, for the Wii, because that thing was dead for, like, a good solid year or two mm-hmm. before initially they got onto the Wii U, which that died out even faster than that. Yeah. So it's like... Going into the whole PS4, Xbox One, and then, like 
having Wii just die halfway through and then having Switch, you know, being the success it is, you know, it's like, it kind of makes me feel like I'm not ready yet to embrace a new generation of consoles because I had just gotten my bearings into the prime of this console, you know, the PS4 and the Switch, most, for the most part, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows, like, maybe the stuff will have some really cool features on it, but, oh, one second. Anyways, I, I, I think if, we don't know what what this console PS the PS Five assuming that's what we called um, maybe I'll have something really cool like features to it other than these things that uh, the PS PSVR backup which I think is is being available on the other work is great um, but I think having it needs to have more than that it needs to be it needs to have more than just hey it's more powerful like I mean that's a given like we know that's gonna be a thing but like we need more than just this being a pro uh, the the new pro and I, I I've always talked about like you look at each generation. And it's just been like something new has gone there and changed the game. Um, and I still feel like with the Xbox One and the PS4 generation, like it really, I mean, other than the, I mean, I guess streaming is in like, you know, the stream so easily. Um, and then also maybe like the online, the, the, the always online type games has kind of changed it to a certain extent. Those have been mm-hmm. like the thing of the generation you can look back on. Um, right. But I, I still don't feel like this generation has that thing that's totally like revolutionized uh, gaming for us. Um, nah, so. not in the least, really. I mean, you could argue that maybe like providing sharing of, say, broadcasts or something mm. through Twitch or through YouTube, but at that same point, if you really wanted to do things professionally through that, you would already have some form of uh, like game capture device in order to do that type of stuff. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, yeah. So, sorry, but I feel like that could be the one key thing that can like you look at that could be a big change that could be a lot better with the with the new gener with the new generation was like the streaming like it was still in its early days yeah when i mean Ustream was like the, the big thing that people were that playstation was pushing back when the new sure consoles Ustream were was it or was it twitch i it know was, that xbox was doing like Ustream stuff it was i remember playstation was doing Ustream. i think xbox was doing twitch but okay. uh i remember then Ustream because i remember that was like their their like key thing whenever you like the first time you set up a broadcasting thing that was like the first option to pick um, yeah but that i think that's not even an option anymore on your if you want to stream on your on no your PS4. it's not actually i think that service is dead <laughs> yeah so i mean I, I think that that could be something they can change definitely is like making it more and a lot easier to uh and a little more simple to like figure out especially like just when you switch games or uh do anything at all like it, it's it's not the easiest system to use and it's also like like you switch a game at the turn at the end of the stream or if you go to your main menu it, it, it blocks it you know like make it yep. a little more customizable make it a little more user friendly um for a lot of us that don't have all the the cool like, like the cool tech you need to use like to to stream even though it's it's a lot cheaper and you can do it's a lot easier to do nowadays um like i've looked into it quite a bit over time but uh you know just for us uh you know that I just want to like that don't take it too seriously you just want to stream every so often um I think they, it'd be cool to see that. But even that, I don't know if that would be a big game changer. Um, so, I mean, obviously, they're, they're the ones that get paid millions of dollars to figure out how to make it make us want to buy it other than it's a new thing. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But people go out and buy new iPhones every year and pay $1,000 for those. So we'll, I'll buy it day one more than likely regardless. Um, but even if I go kicking the screaming, I'll buy one. But anyways... Um, moving on. So this is kind of, a, I think this is kind of a big deal. Um, potentially. So Square Enix had their first E3 press conference last year. 
for the mm-hmm. first time in like six or seven years. And I remember they, they came back and it was like a 30 minute video and it, we, everybody hated it. Um, it was like <laughs> half an hour. Like it was, it was like their own direct. Um, it showed like a bunch of games that we'd already seen at other, at other press conferences. And, but they were like, Hey, they showed like this. Remember they showed the same Kingdom Hearts three pro, uh, trailer, like four times, yep. at, like four different uh, tr- uh, events. And, um, they showed it again there. They had the the Quiet Man, which was like the worst game of last year. Um, was like their big thing they showed off. Um, they had some Dragon Quest stuff, but like, it was just it was it was a terrible um, uh, press conference. And but this time they're coming back, and not only they're not doing like a Monday at noon thing like they did last year. This year it's going to be Monday night, um, and they're going to I think they're actually going to be like in a in a um, I don't know if it's going to be a like a press conference or it's going to be like another like direct style thing. But they're they're going to be back Monday night. And it'll be, they're taking Sony's old time. So it's going to be prime time. Um, so this tells me like they have to like do something big at this show. Um, I don't know what they're going to show, um, but I'm, I'm actually like more interested this year. Like I, I'm actually kind of like I, if they were to do another one, I'm like, oh God, this, I hope this doesn't suck. But like this one I'm actually like, interested in because I feel like this is going to be a train wreck or this is going to be like, a, this has to be like really good and like a big, a big gun thing because they're going to have to show being prime time they can't just show like a bunch of japanese games they're going to show some games that are going to attract the the uh, western audience uh what about you gables i'm kind of in the same boat i mean for one i'm kind of tempering my expectations for swing enix's uh press conference because it could very well be another style of like a nintendo direct style of presentation to where it's like maybe half an hour to four to five minutes little bit of blurbs of trailers or something that we maybe have seen before but honestly at that type of time slot i would kind of expect there to be something a little bit more substantial in regards to what is presented i mean it could be something more or less of a hint of another tomb raider game it could be something in regards to possibly more confirmations of classic games getting a revival it's like it's really weird this time around because a lot of the big games that Square Enix has announced has already been either released or is in the pipeline of still being uh, developed. I mean, a good a good like uh, example here is with Kingdom Hearts 3. That's something that gamers have waited years and years for. That's finally like released that's, like, a couple months ago, which is still <laughs> kind of weird. We're living in a post-Kingdom Hearts 3 world. Which, Never thought I'd see the day. Yeah, I know, right? That's... Yeah. But uh, uh, honestly, I'm not really expecting too much from this. <laughs> That's my honest thoughts on it. Yeah, um, I, I mean they got they got some stuff to show. Like they have uh, they they have like the Avengers game that they announced a couple years ago. I don't know how far along that game is. I I, I don't know if it's gonna. Who knows? Like you know if that game's gonna be ready to show, other than like maybe a little bit of gameplay or in, in like mostly a. a you know, a movie trailer type deal, right. but I, I don't know, man. Like, um, I, it's, it's gotta be big. Like, I mean, they're going to show some Japanese stuff. That's, I mean, we, that's a given, um, like Jap, like, uh, J- you know, Japan related games. Cause that's a big, that's a big market, but going Next in near game or something. God, oh, dude, don't do that to me. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. Like, oh boy. We get near Dude, just think of a sequel to like Near Automata or something like that with Two B and everyone else. It's like, hey, I'm gonna. Uh, it'll be the. Oh boy, I'll start crying. Um, <laughs> I won't be. I won't be so happy during the E3 press conferences as I was when Last Guardian was 
re-revealed, re, re like, you know, 2015, I think, 2014. Uh-huh. Um, so, um, I don't know. It, like, they got stuff, I mean, they got some big, they got some big, uh, like, you know, IPs out there they can show off, especially, like, the Avengers, maybe something with Tomb Raider, Just Cause. I mean, they got stuff out there. They got some well-known, like, I think they even help publish the uh the hitman 2 game even though they get they let um oh, i forgot their names but even though they let them go off to their own hitman game um, yeah but yeah i don't know i mean they got they got some decent some pretty good ips they can use and maybe some new stuff maybe yes. we'll, we'll get lucky and we'll get quiet man too that'd be great um I need, I'll, need a, I'll need a good laugh for um extra life next um this time next year or this time wait no i right, let me figure that out again this for extra life this year yes there we go figure it out um for, I, don't, I don't know how time works it's weird oh my god um but that was the the, the highlight of my e3 was playing that game for an hour <laughs> a game when you're when it's three o'clock in the morning you're playing games for 17 straight hours and the, the only thing the last thing you want to do is play a, a game that has uh 20 minute cutscenes with no talking and no volume that's exciting and good way to stay awake um but I don't know. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I feel like they can really set themselves up well with with this, and they have to because they cannot be like they're like uh, you look at like you watch some of those like Watch Mojo does like their top ten like uh, worst like worst or most embarrassing E three moments, and right. uh, you know a few of them uh, are like are uh, Square Enixes. So oh yeah, like especially the last one they did before they came back last year. So and they were the worst one easily last year again, but not not as embarrassing, but. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wait, wait and see. But I, I'm hopeful that they'll we'll get something good. If not, I'll be in there train wreck, and it's there. Either way, it's gonna be a win-win. Uh, I'd rather be good than bad. But even if it's bad, it'll, it'll be it'll be, a, it'll be a fun podcast. Uh, I remember we did this. We did the the Square Enix E3 podcast, and it was like 12 minutes long. Like, that's how that's how bad it was. It, and it wasn't even like it was terrible. Like I remember, I was actually excited for Quiet Man. That was the only thing that came out of that. I'm like, that looks like it could be cool, and it was it was it was trash. Um, but moving on to uh, Xbox One Sad, as it's being called, um, <laughs> it's um, uh, the all digital. Is it the Xbox One S all digital um, uh, console? So this one it's coming out in on May seventh. Ooh, my birthday! And it's uh, two hundred fifty bucks, so fifty dollars cheaper than the Xbox One S now. Uh, it has no disc drive in it, so it com- it's going to be all digital. So you're going to have to you're going to have to have internet for this to work. Uh, but it comes bundled with three games, uh, Minecraft, Forza Horizon 3, and Sea of Thieves. I believe Forza Horizon 3 is the newest one that came out back in September, too. So three, you know, um, Sea of Thieves, they both, all three, you know, Minecraft obviously is big. Uh, but Forza Horizon 3 and Sea of Thieves uh, both came out to some pretty decent fanfare. I, I liked Forza Horizon 3 when I played of it, but uh, sea, of, sea of Thieves, I heard, is a lot better now than what it was, as is most game, most cases for games that are like always online. Um, but, I mean... Like, do you think this is gonna be a big system seller or a big seller selling point for people? Um, and I don't know. Like, do you see like the value in this for? Would you rather? Would, do you think more people will just be willing to spend the extra fifty bucks to get the regular one, or um, you think you think a lot of people will actually be excited to get this game or get this console? All right, for this console in general, I feel like this is aimed towards a specific subset of the general gaming audience for the Xbox One, and that's for those that entirely want to have a console that's just digital. I mean, I could see the aspect and, like, the... Uh, I can see the motivation behind some people wanting to just buy this particular Xbox, especially if they 
have no intention of buying things physically and just maybe use that potentially for like a well for pretty much like a general use and stuff but in terms of the overall value as compared to another one and stuff i don't see it particularly selling all that greatly to be perfectly honest mostly because if you're going to go ahead and you're going to buy an xbox one and stuff especially for somebody with the outside looking in if you're buying something say for a kid during the holidays or if you're living for yourself you can find still a whole bunch of Xbox One games for dirt cheap, physically. Either, either at a GameStop or like a pawn shop or whatever. Or even get like a lot of good ones at sale at your local retail, like Walmart for dirt cheap too. So it's like, I understand why Microsoft is releasing this bundle. And that's specifically for those that want digital only. And they bundle a whole bunch of stuff with it as well. But they're equally banking, Microsoft's equally banking on people to get Game Pass with this digital console but uh to be quite honest with you i could see having some bits of success especially maybe during like the holiday season but not the type of success i think microsoft has hoped for if that makes sense yeah but uh honestly as far as like appeal or something I just really don't see too much of a use compared to just paying $50 more or something for the actual Xbox One X or like a regular Xbox One S, you know, because <laughs> at least I would have the options to buy certain games used for cheaper and then just put it in my device and play it that way as opposed to paying even more for streaming services that I probably am going to sparingly use. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the... Uh, I, I don't. I don't get the two fifty price point, especially because like you see deals a decent amount of time for um, you know Xbox One S's for two fifty or even cheaper or about you know about the price you know not right even, you know two seventy five in that range like you can find a deal not to like by just a quick search on the internet you can find uh, a decent deal especially with a bundle with some games and if, I, I feel like if you if you do any research at all on this like you don't. There's like really no benefit unless you are someone that just goes no completely digital or like the Xbox the game if you get Game Pass then that's all you're perfectly fine with that then that's cool but right. like you were saying like going out and buying you know you can buy used copies of games games prices go down faster with physical cop physical copies than they do on the store on digital you know on Xbox Store PlayStation Store whatever you, they they drop rapidly um, faster there than they do like you can get Anthem for forty bucks now at the store yep. but on ps4 and shit it's still 60 dollars on there so i mean yeah you, okay you save 50 bucks now but you can very quickly like you would you would save a lot more money buying games if you would especially if you're like want to go back and play games early in generation like a decent amount of them might be on game pass but um you know you're not, you're, you if you like there's certain games you'll look at like you you can you can easily get them a lot cheaper nowadays you know if you just go to gamestop or something Exactly. I see this as a big misstep too by Microsoft as well because it kind of it definitely misses on a couple of marks here. For one, it's led to the like presentation of it kind of being like a lazy kind of console package in and of itself because quintessentially you have an Xbox One S, right? And I've seen the insides of this all digital version. It's not consolidated in the least. You're still getting this huge Xbox One S with all this different space that should have been in place for like a disk drive and stuff. And quite, a, quite honest with you, it could have been redesigned better 
in terms of maybe making it more compact, like an actual streaming device that you would have, maybe like an Apple TV-like device or like any type of uh, like cable box or whatsoever to where it will be more adequately like, uh, you know, space efficient. Yeah. You know, in regards to, say, like having your Xbox One S with a disk drive, I mean, that makes sense because you have a physical disk tray blu-ray disc tray with this xbox one s that you can actually use devices whereas with this all digital device there's so much extra unnecessary space with this console that it's completely lazy on microsoft's part that they are having to use leftover SKUs and basically just take out the disc drive and then just take out some bits of those things that connected to that disc drive and it's just oh okay here you go this is like an all digital type of version you know it's yeah and also with the whole bundling of all different all those different games, you know, it's like bundling all these digital games with that device is fine, but honestly, it's the price of it is very unappealing in my opinion because it's almost near exactly the price of an actual Xbox One S with a disc drive. You know, it's not any type of it definitely does not have any type of benefit in that regards. So that's why I was bringing up the aspect of it being aimed towards a different subset of gamer that's just looking for an all-digital device or maybe for a parent that wants to buy it at a holiday or something for their kid. But then again, if you're an actual suave parent, you would actually buy a system that actually has options for physical games because you can get the physical games for cheaper for your kid for the holiday or for their birthday or for whatever. You know, this whole digital console is just a huge misstep for Microsoft's part. And honestly, it's like what I was saying before. I could see maybe some some bit of success, but not as big a success that Microsoft was initially planning for it. <laughs> yeah. So we've, we've been t- anticipating thing for a long time. I feel like they kind of, blund- you know, blundered, blundered the, uh, the message, you know, with, especially, you know, if you do get, like, I feel like if you have this, you know, you're going to have game pass. Um, right. And all three of those games are on game pass. And <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you're going to, you're in, I think it comes with like a month free of game pass. So you, you'll have multiple ways to play, like play them. Uh, I guess the one upside is, well, no, Sea of Thieves, you have to be online, but the other two, you don't have to be. Um, with Game Pass, obviously, you have to be. They could have um, just took out the games and then just, like, have you have the option or something to get Game Pass if you wanted it, you know? They could have just slapped, slashed the price of the dang console to, like, a 200 or possibly, like, a 275 and that would have been a hell of a lot better than the 250 price point with downloadable games you could have gotten on Game Pass anyway. You know, I feel like the better option would be if you're going to, especially if you're going to put it at 250 is give me this with game pass for a year. Agreed. Or at least six agreed. Months. That would have been a better deal. Yeah. Cause you're going to have an instant game collection. Uh, you'll have these three games already plus a bunch of other games. Um, and there's no point in buying this, this unless you have a consistent, good internet. So, um, yeah, but moving on to before we have some bunch of, bunch of Nintendo news. Um, so, but moving on before we, uh, um, we get there. Uh, we have a, a little bit of Persona news. I'm gonna let you take take this one a little bit, but all right. But a couple things was Persona Five Scramble uh, was announced. At the Phantom Strikers. It's an RPG like Dynasty Warriors style game. Uh, it's coming to uh, the Switch and PS4, and I think you said that's gonna come out sometime next year. And then Persona Five The Royal, which is like an enhanced version of the uh, Persona Five, it's coming. Uh, I can't remember when it's, when it's coming, but it comes with like an extra character. It has like a new palace and a new new party member, and it's coming out. Um, oh, I can't remember, but anyways, it's going to be a PS4 exclusive. But go ahead and take this over. Okay, so for 
Earlier on this week, Atlas held a couple different streams on two separate days, revealing Persona 5 Royal, the exclusive for the PS4. The PS4, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but my brain just farted at that point in time. So quintessentially what it is, it's Persona 5, the base game. On top of it, you have new characters, new type of uh, story elements added to it. So it's basically an expansion of Persona 5. That's going to be releasing in Japan, like around October and in 2020 for uh, U.S. audiences. And the other game, like Tyler was just brief, was just a brief upon. Yeah, it's a Dynasty Warriors style of Persona 5 game called Persona 5 Scramble, which is for the PS4 and the Switch. Now, in regards to other news in revolving Persona 5, there has been sort of a bit of a fan outlet, like outcry and stuff in terms of one particular character's design. So basically you have this red-headed girl that supposedly is a new character that gets added to your party. And basically people are kind of, some people on Twitter, like specifically certain social justice warrior type of people, are all up in arms because this one character's battle armor quintessentially is just in their opinion is showing way too much skin so to give you guys a little bit of description and, and sort of a scenario picture a gymnast right this character this new character is more based after a female gymnast and so inside of a gymnast attire it's more or less worked where she has like a black like uh, a black leotard and then like a kind of like sort of like a biker's sort of like jacket or something of the sort but in comparison to actual gymnast attire and stuff, this is actually much more like covered up in my regard, in my honest opinion. I'm not too sure about your opinion though, Tyler. It's like, wouldn't you say it's a little bit more covered up than a standard gymnast's sort of look? I, I mean, it's, I don't think, like I said, it's not that, it's really not that big of a deal. And it's, um, you know, like we've seen much worse games out there. And it, that's kind of, I mean, I'm not trying to defend say ah yeah. it's whatever but it's like it's it's a game it's a jap it's a you know japan uh popular game and that's the style they go for it's anime um and like they're like i said we've played we've played and seen much worse from games so well yeah um, honest, yeah. yeah i agree with you i agree with you in all honesty and stuff i feel that the look and design of the character isn't really that uh outrageous at all I mean, there are some people that like to go to extremes because they either easily get offended on certain things or by certain things of the creator and stuff. But this is a classic case of fans versus creator, where it's like the fans feel like they have a bunch of power in terms of dictating to the creator, oh, you should do it like this, or you should do it like that, or this is how a character should be designed, or, oh, this character offends me because they have these certain things that I don't like about it. Whereas sometimes people forget that it's a creator's idea in terms of not only presenting what their product is, but also depicting certain characters in a way that uh, pretty much they have control over. I mean, there's some instances and scenarios where that obviously would be a little bit crossing the line, especially if there are things that are considerably more provocative, say on the creator's side, that would be morally questionable. But... In regards to this case and scenario with this character in Persona 5 Royal, I really don't see too much of an issue with it. Because, honestly, it's like a standard sort of leotard attire that you would see from a gymnast. Obviously edited more or less kind of like a Phantom Thief sort of like-esque type of thing with all black. All that's really is is like her her legs are pretty much like uh, yeah. just showing a lot of skin. And that's about it. 
but uh, yes, it's like it's pretty much what I kind of feel about it. You know, it's like you have a you have specific like people like in certain fandoms and stuff love to like like clash in terms of how people should be presented like inside video games in general. Then you have the creators' intents and stuff. It's like an ongoing sort of battle. I mean, we've had instances in the industry over the past couple of years, and especially more recently in sort of like fighting games, like for Tekken 7, when fans were kind of like angry about a specific character that was like, uh, in their opinion, kind of around the, almost around the same thing, kind of like maybe too provocative or too like cutesy or whatsoever, what the controversy was and stuff, and the Tekken creator pretty much went forth and just released the character anyway, because honestly it's in its right to go forth and present <clears throat> present his creation in a way that he deems fit but but yeah anyway that's just my two cents in regards to that type of uh, controversy but honestly it's really more or less up to you guys the consumer to go through if you enjoy playing certain content or something like that well more power to you you buy it and then you do it that way though but it's like the thing is you can't go along and just like expect like creators just to go forth and bend to your beck and whim when it comes to a lot of their products that they put out. You know, it's like the needs of the many, the needs of the few, that type of argument, you know, where it's like you have, well, maybe not so much of that now that I think about it. <laughs> Honestly, now I'm just starting to kind of ramble on <laughs> a bit where uh, it's like a standard thing that I generally do. Because, uh, you know, for you guys listening over there at home or on your phone or wherever and stuff, I have a tendency to just go ahead and randomly just ramble about <laughs> stuff. Just open just open my kind of thoughts. And to be perfectly honest with you, I kind of forgot the point that I was going to be going <laughs> into. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. I know, I know. But what generally what I was trying to say was when it comes to, like, uh, video games in general and stuff, there are a few people that try to dictate what they feel is right like uh, to other people and try to convince these other people and stuff that uh, their way is the only way of looking at things or fundamentally and morally that's pretty wrong in that regard because it's all up to you the consumer to decide what you like what you don't and dictating to others that they should be liking this or should be disliking that is just completely well, asinine, because ultimately it's up to us in order to decide what we like for ourselves without other people going through and just controlling everything, which kind of symbolizes some bit of uh, that topic at hand with Persona 5 Royal and the character reveal and stuff. But uh, anyway, that's pretty much it that I've got. <laughs> okay. I don't have, you know, anything really to say on this. It's not really my... My thing, I like I, I pretty much what I, I said earlier is pretty much what I got to say on that. Um, yeah, so moving on to we got some Nintendo news here to cover up real fast. Um, not really too much to say. We got release dates for a couple of Sw uh, Switch exclusive games. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 comes out July 19th, and Super Mario Maker 2 comes out June 28th. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little, I think the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 coming out in July is a good time. Yeah, um, I think it'll do well there. Um, it probably gets slaughtered in the holiday season. And I don't really know how much fanfare is around this game. Maybe when E3 rolls around and people start actually playing it, we'll hear some um, 
you know, see what people have to say about it. But I don't really, I'm not too too excited for that game. And I'm a little shocked that Mario Maker 2 comes out at the end. They always like to release a game in that middle of June, like usually the week of E3 or the week before. Yes. And I figured that would be like, you know, in that mid-June time would come out. But, uh, you know, obviously it's not. And I was kind of hoping for it because I always take vacation uh, during E3. And I was hoping to uh, get, to, get to play that game. But um, we'll be able to do that uh, for that time off. But uh, it's coming out still still coming out soon for a game that was just announced a few months ago, a couple months ago. Yep. Um, anything you want to add to those? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I can't wait for Mario Maker 2 because, honestly, I'm kind of having a craving to go through and, and try to play through and enjoy a game like that again. <laughs> but uh, as for the other game, Marvel's, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, you know, it's like, I'm just taking a wait-and-see approach at this point. Never played any of the previous games, so I'm like, okay, let's just see how good it is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I played the first one. I liked it a lot, but I was playing with friends. Because that was like the big game that came out when early 360 when it wasn't much to play. Um, and I have fond memories of that, but I don't know. You know, I went back to those like five, six, nah, probably like seven years ago or so. Towards the end of the 360 era, and I did not like it. It didn't age well. Uh, and this game, like I said, like when it was announced back uh, during the Game Awards, it looked I, when it first was revealed, I thought this was like a um, like a phone game, a Marvel phone game or something. You play like a free-to-play one game, not a full $60 retail game coming to a console. So... Um, but yeah, moving on to our last topic here. Uh, Nintendo, the rumor has been, it's been going on forever. There's going to be like a new switch, a more powerful one. And there's Austin, there's rumors that there's going to be a cheaper one. Um, but so the, it's kind of coming more and more that they're, they're happening, but there was rumors that they were going to announce it during E3, that there was going to be a cheaper switch announced, but, uh, Nintendo's come out and said, that's not gonna be the case. We're not gonna announce new hardware. Um, but it sounds like this is gonna be more and more real, the cheaper one, at least what, what do you think? this could be like what and what would what would make it worth it buying a cheaper version of the switch well honestly the benefit would be having more people buy it at a cheaper cost i mean think about it this way what's the easiest way to cut out the switch's cost currently well in my honest opinion is cutting out the docking feature of it and also going forth and just making sort of a standardized version of it that's more akin to say modeled after a PlayStation Vita sort of approach you know to where it's it's maybe a little bit bigger than a standard PlayStation Vita but at the same time you don't have the joy cons like uh, interchangeable you have like a standard sort of button layout and d-pad sort of more traditional wise you know and it's like I could see how they could cut costs and make it sort of that way but uh Honestly, I kind of feel like that they're not going to maybe announce it like at a D3. I think they're going to probably do something like that around the time, probably around the time that Pokemon comes out, Sword and Shield, because that's the most ideal, because quintessentially, those games are structured with handheld in mind. Even though it's for the Switch, Switch is portable. And so they're vast, like the, the Game Freak as a company and the Pokemon company in general, they help model these games more or less of a portable experience and even from what we have seen of sword and shield that still is the case even though it's a lot prettier looking inside hd <laughs> yeah as opposed to the 3ds and its standard like uh, image quality stuff i still think that this switch mini is real and that it's going to be releasing sometime around the time that pokemon sword and shield releases so what do you think, Tyler? I think you're right. I think we're going to see a, a different model this year. Uh, I, I could see maybe like 
the only thing I can really see that makes sense, like I, I can't see them making it where it's handheld only, um, or the Joy Cons are on. You can't take the Joy Cons off because there are games that you have to like once you switch. Like that game is you have to have Mario Party. Like those games right. have to have the you have to have the Joy Cons out to play them. Um, so I can't really foresee that being um, a, a major thing or a, a thing that's like how much does it cost to add the little the little slide in things in and out. Like I feel like that's not gonna be a big cost saver. Um, the only thing, I, like you said, the only thing I could make sense to me is like making one that doesn't sell a dock. But you could still dock it. It just doesn't have the dock. But that thing is like 80 bucks, And maybe they make it like a cheaper screen or something like that. But it doesn't was. I think it's 300 bucks for a Switch right now. Uh, I'm starting to think about the, the screen quality of the Switch. I'm not too sure if it's OLED or actually LCD. Now I, I think about it. I can't remember. But um, that's the only thing I can think of is that. Is just take the dock off and a cheaper screen. Um, and maybe it's just gotten cheaper over time to make this thing. I imagine it's been out for over two years now that um, that's the case. Um, but Honest, Honestly, I do hope if they go through with the Switch Mini and stuff, I hope they change the analog sticks. Yeah. Why? Because I don't like the analog sticks on the Switch, Joy-Cons. Because mm-hmm. when you have it in handheld mode and you're playing for extended periods of time, especially with my large, meaty, giant hands, my thumbs go numb. Yeah, <laughs> I know your pain. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as the 3DS was, uh, the old 3DS was, but it's it's not it's not fun. Um, Honestly, the old 3DS, I hardly had problems with that unless I was holding my right hand in sort of a claw type motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when, the, when the XL came out, it was so much better. But uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I just that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I feel like this is like potentially um, even they can come out and shock us, obviously. But I feel like this is just another um, Xbox One X, uh, the Xbox One S all digital thing where it's like. Hey, we're, we're selling a cheaper version. It just doesn't have a dock for it now. It's 50 bucks less. Like, immediately you're going to be, like, already, if you want to make it so you can dock it, you already, like, the dock is, like, 80 to $100, I think. Um, like, you're already, like, going to pay more to get this, you know, get this. It's like when they, when they, like, sell the 3DS now, it's like, or they have been the last few years, it's like, um, Hey, it's 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 cheaper. Like it's like ah, it's one thirty now or one twenty now. But you still have to pay, you still have to, you have to buy the charger separately. It's like they're they're fake way of making it cheaper, but you still have to buy this thing to make it work. <laughs> like so, I feel like that's the the one thing they can do that can make that can drastically cut the price. Um, is that I, making it so it's handheld only? Um, I I don't think the port to plug into a dock is is that expensive probably. Um, they can maybe yeah, like you said, make it smaller, like it's thinner because they don't have the big US uh, the big USB. There was a USB that plugs into the dock. Um, Honestly, what goes into the dock is a USB C sort of port, you know, where yeah. it's like US yeah USB C that uh, you could easily go through if you package have the thing packaged and stuff. You could potentially have it be like around two hundred bucks, still include like the cord and the actual switch plug and stuff. Yeah. I, I still don't feel like you make it that much smaller, though, like thinner or anything, because of oh, the, no. the, the the Joy Cons, and also it still has the headphone port on top. So, and maybe, then you have to put the cartridges in there. So maybe I don't know. like maybe like the height and the width of the Switch itself, maybe down like possibly three more inches than what it is currently. I would think, but at the same point, I could see where you're coming from in terms of uh, it sort of like sort of not making sense in terms of it being kind of like smaller in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 this feels like a Xbox One S all digital edition to me. Right. Like just um, looking at this, where 
it's just it, like it's just gonna be artificially cheaper but you're still gonna spend more in the long run probably to get the stuff mm-hmm. you need for it or want for it so um I, I mean it could be a draw like especially if you were like someone that has like multiple kids or something like that and or you know or you want like multiple switches in the house and you already right. have a dock maybe that's the like, hey like we can get another another you know we, we need a, we can have another, a second switch in the house and we can get this one but i, I don't foresee it see it being 200 bucks like i feel like it's going to be mm. a 250 range unless they drop the price of the switch which they will not do uh, i think it's still selling too well um so i don't know i, I don't i don't foresee this being anything amazing i'm, I'm curious what to see what to see what if we do get the the new powerful switch like what that might look like and what that could be um, i think it could be like the the switch's uh price that it is currently maybe like 300 bucks or something with the yeah. old model being 250 and the switch mini or some be like uh what was it what was 200 200 yeah, yeah i could see it that way you know yeah just do what the what sony did with the ps4 pro came out drop the price of the original one 100 bucks and release the the new one for the same price the old one was um that makes sense that's the only thing that makes sense to me uh for that you can have three options out there you get the you know but oh yeah i don't I, yeah i don't know i, I i'm kind of rambling like kind of you know but uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm trying to like think off the top of my head. I've thought about a decent amount, but just trying to think off the top of my head, like what's the benefit to this thing? Like, what can they do? Uh, obviously, they're, like I said, there are smarter people out there that work there that could figure out how to make this thing cheaper and or make a good reason to buy it. But I, I don't. I don't. I just can't think of anything off the top of my head. But um, oh shit, we even got to what we've been playing, Gables. We're like an hour yep. in. Holy fuck! I know. Right. I was going to wrap up the show. I'm like, we haven't talked about what we've been playing. Um, uh-huh. So I guess we can jump into that now. Uh, do you want to okay. go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, um, I, I played uh, a decent more decent amount more of uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, I'm still not digging it as much. I think, and I, I was talking to somebody at work about it because they were like, save a switch, and they were talking to me about whether I should get it or not. And I'm like, ah, I, I like with Woolly World, I flew through it through a weekend, and with this game, I played a couple levels. And I'm just not digging it, and you know, kind of obviously with like my life now, it's like harder to like I can't sit down and play games for an entire day if I wanted to or you know, play for a couple hours or whatever. Um, so I, I think part of my problem is, is like, I feel like, cause I have so many games I want to play, but the rest of the games I want to play, like you need like a good hour or two chunk to play. Like I got Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, Anthem, Days Gone, um, uh, fuck, Metroid, uh, Metroid, Metro, Exodius, um, yep. and something else I'm forgetting that I want to play. Oh, and I said Mortal Kombat 11, but like I picked up all these games and like to really feel like you've done anything, you need a, good hour or two session to play these games oh yeah um, especially resident Evil 2 like i want to play because that's i'm trying to play them in order which i got them and like that game's hard to play because you have to like there's not you can't save whenever you gotta save with the printers or the typewriters and um so i'm trying to you know uh, you know like I'll, I'll play games like when she's sleeping or she's cooking and stuff like that but they're like at any point in time like i have to stop playing or like she's she's fine like not like i can't play games around her but i like to like when, when she's around i like to play i like to hang out with her and so she's like, well, why don't you play games more often or play something different? And it's like, I'll play when she's cooking, but that's like a 20, 30 minute session I can play. And it's like, I really can't get anything done with these games. So I'm just gonna go play Yoshi's uh, Crafted World. And I feel like I'm kind of playing that game because I like, when I, there's other games I want to play first before that, but I'm playing it because I can oh. play three or four levels in a half an hour and get that done. So I'm, I'm getting go. something accomplished, but I feel like I'm playing that more because that's my only option more than... Um, because I, I want to play it really bad. So, um, you know, no no offense against her or anything. I'm not trying to say that, but that's I think that's kind of like, you know, why I'm not liking it as much. 
Um, I'm not because I, you know, like I said, I feel like I'm playing it more because that's my only option more than I want to play it. Um, yes. But the uh, the other game uh, I, I haven't actually. I just got. It just came out Tuesday. I've only. Uh, I'm on chapter three or four right now. Um, is Mortal Kombat 11 just came out Tuesday? Okay. Uh, been playing through that one. Uh, they made some changes to it where it used to be like you had two health bars, and you just you fought until you knocked out. But there wasn't rounds anymore. They got rid of rounds. And you just had your two full health bars, and you just fought until you knocked out both health bars. Yeah. Um, so like I've had fights where like I had one and a half health bars, and they and and one, and vice versa. A lot of vice versa. A lot of against me, because um, I'm terrible at these games. Um, but they changed it now, where it's like kind of old fashioned, like a regular fighting game, where it's just like oh. you get to win two rounds. Like you each get one health bar, and you have to win two rounds. Best two out of three. Um, oh, they switched it back up to the original style again, huh? Yeah, which I'm fine with actually. Um, it makes it because it makes it a little more competitive. Because there's definitely been I've had like you know, a lot of you know like, it kind of sucks sometimes because like, like, you, you start off badly and it's like well I've got like a half health bar and I've barely done any damage to them I'm gonna lose this fight. Um, so it makes it a, a little more like you still have a chance to win. Like you, you sit there and you play there two or three minutes knowing you're gonna lose, um, but you don't want to give up just in case you like something crazy happens. Uh, and I kind of like that. It's gone back to the original style. Um, I, I know there's been a lot of complaints about the, uh, like all the DLC stuff you can buy, all the, the character packs and like uh, uniforms, stuff like that you can buy. Um, that hasn't affected me because I, I just I just play it for the, the story mode. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, the uh, the characters are getting older, like <laughs> like Johnny Cage and uh, right. his, his wife, oh, what the, Sonya Blade. Um, I want to say um, like... They're like older now, like probably in their fifties or so, and uh, like they're all wrinkled, and it's kind of cool. But in this one, like, uh, like somebody comes in, like the main, the new bad guy in this game, like they come in and like they like change the timeline a little bit, and so like a lot of the older characters come back, and so, like and they come back from like they just it's like the right at the end of Mortal Kombat Nine, which was like the reboot of the franchise essentially. So you so you're like because a lot of characters in the the game have like they died in nine and ten. And so yeah, they brought in like a lot of new characters in ten. So it's a way of bringing it back. So now you have a, you have like the original crew plus all the new characters they brought in from like the, the later games and the and with nine ten. So it's like it's basically like Smash Bros Ultimate for Mortal Kombat eleven. Um, but you know you have like you'll have like now the the current Johnny Cage versus the older the the younger Johnny Cage. Um, so it's cool with with that story. It's not like crazy amazing. It's not gonna like it's no like it's not God of War or anything like story wise that great. But it's it's just kind of a cool way to kind of keep you going through it. And, and you know it, it always entertains me. Like I love the Injustice games. I like the Injustice games more than the Mortal Kombat games uh, for the story. But uh, yeah, it's been fun um, playing that. I've been really excited for this game um, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm getting my I'm, I have it on medium. And I took me like five tries to be the first, the first character, the first fight of the game. So and wow. it was really embarrassing when Courtney was watching me. He was like, "Oh, are you really good at games?" I'm like, yeah, "I'm all right at them. I'm not great." And then she watched me play. He's like, "Is this the first fight?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's <laughs> like, "You're not doing very good." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> like this is why I don't like play games in front of you. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it didn't go well. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun to play. I'm gonna play some more. Obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play more of it. Because uh, I really like these games, but uh, that's pretty much what I'm playing. What about you, Gables? Well, I've been playing a couple of games. I'm still playing Persona 4 Dancing All Night because nice. it's one of my go-to games after work, and so I usually spend like about an hour or two, normally like a couple times a week. And so far, my progression—you know—I've already platinumed this game, right? And I got 
the highest possible rankings for each each tracks on multiple difficulties from easy all the way to the hard mode and uh most recently this week i actually went through and completed all the tracks on all night mode the hardest mode and the hardest like difficulty inside the game and now i'm trying to go through and get perfects on each and every track of that and i'm proud to say i'm actually halfway there <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you it's it's kind of fun to see a progression of a game because I really don't have too much time, extra time to play a lot of games as well. And so I've been like laser focused on playing this one. I have played this game now for close to 40 hours. And uh, all I've been doing though is just listening to music, playing some games. I've just been enjoying like two fronts here. A lot of music that I would listen to, like on my iPod, I'm now playing in a game form and stuff. And I'm just having a lot of fun just doing that you know i'm just matching like a whole bunch of different notes and tune and a lot of the precision stuff it gets crazy actually the amount of timing and precision when you get to say from hard mode to all night mode is just it's nuts because now you have to keep in mind that there's multiple different directions of way certain bars come at you right and it's like at first when i was playing the mode i'm like oh god now it's starting to jumble up things they're not set bars now <laughs> And that's the thing. It's set up like when the notes are coming out, sometimes you'll have like bars of like uh, notes coming at you, but they would be like kind of like a parallel, you know, horizontal. But then you, when you go to all night mode, a lot of them start crossing inside of like, say, uh, like, say X patterns or this or that or like this a lot of various rhythms that you have to keep in tune to start add, adding things like say like 16th notes or even like mixing it up to where you have to match different types of formations and stuff when you're playing this music game and it can be daunting at first especially if you're not used to it but uh, I just find it amazing that what a couple of years ago when I first played through this game I basically played it through the entirety got the platinum through that and uh, I didn't really think about going through and try to completing the game tracks. And now when I have it now on PS4, I'm playing through and I'm almost completed the entirety of this game. Which is hilarious because I have nothing else to buy in the game points because I basically bought everything. Yeah, I basically bought everything when I went through and got the Platinum. And now because of my accumulation, I have like about over $7 million <laughs> in terms of all this stuff. I'm like, oh my god, no, I've actually kind of broken the game. But because I've played the game for so long, there are some times when I try to go to retry tracks and stuff, I could hear the dialogue from when the characters like praise you and stuff for like going through and breaking the high score. If I press retry or something like that, or try to retry a track that I didn't do so well on, their audio actually laces over their actual in-game audio when you start to begin a song. And so there's like two or three different voices going at once. It's like, <laughs> what what's going on here? Oh, it's it's that type of like audio cues that I kind of wish they would have, uh, that Atlas would have went through and kind of addressed when they were porting this game over to PS4. But honestly, God, I'm getting my money's worth out of this. And yeah, I'd say so. Def Dude, I spent a hundred dollars on three games for the PS4, and I've spent, well, let's see, I've beaten two out of the three of them, gotten the platinum for both. Well, two out of the three of them, and now I've almost completed 100% one of them. 
So, yeah, who knows? Maybe Persona 3 will be next, but here's the thing. The next game that I did end up playing was during last weekend. I played the Spyro Remaster, and it's part of the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. To be perfectly honest with you, I only had maybe tempted, maybe like, like a moderate interest in the Spyro games when I was growing up. Because I grew up playing the N64, I never really had the chance to play some of the platformers like, say, Crash Bandicoot or Spyro or anything in sorts on the PlayStation. And so I've tried playing some of those games later on when I was an adult, and I really couldn't click with them or see the appeal. Only because, well, at that point, I kind of grew out of the PlayStation graphics, you know, and uh, I kind of felt sort of hesitant to go and try to like pull the trigger on uh, downloading the game, but yeah, I used a bunch of my birthday money in order to download Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy. Played, I actually played through, what was it, the first initial world of Spyro, and I'm actually in the second world right now. I think I'm going through like the flight missions, and I gotta admit, I kind of feel like this was the original intent of Insomniac back in the day, when they went through and designed this game because everything else just feels really whimsical, really, like, on point in terms of what a platformer should feel like. Not just gameplay-wise, but structure-wise. Because for each world, you basically have a flight level, you have a couple of uh, regular levels, and then you have, like, another different type of level, and all of a sudden it's, like, a boss level. So quintessentially, you have like five stages inside of each world, from what I'm coming to understand. And it's more or less structured along those lines where you have to collect everything in the level, plus like different sort of challenge points by try to knock out these thieves that steal eggs and then go through and save every bit of dragons that are inside the worlds and stuff. Honestly, this is like a completionist sort of dream in a way and of itself, because the game is incredibly fun. There's a lot of stuff that you can do, there's a lot of things you can see, and you actually have different types of objectives that you can complete without actually pulling your hair out. So, I did have a great time playing this uh, remastered Spyro game, and it's prompted me even more so to want to play it than in regards to some of the Crash Bandicoot stuff, that remake, that remaster, sort of, for uh, that released a few years ago. Which I'm still going to be going back to, because, hey... A good platformer is a good platformer, and the Crash games are still good platformers. But, uh, yeah, pretty much that's what I have been playing for this week. All right, man, well, very cool. Um, so, wow, we went pretty long there. Of course, the long episode we've done in a long time, but... Oh, yeah. It's been gone a couple of weeks, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up the show for us this week, guys. Um Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we do have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there. On Twitter, at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us on there. Um, on iTunes, we're there, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, please subscribe to us. Give us a big uh, no, no, thumbs up there. Five stars. And then leave us a nice little comment. We really appreciate if you did that. And also on YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. Um, subscribe to us on there. Give us a big thumbs up. That's where you give us a thumbs up at. Leave us a comment on there as well, too. Appreciate if you did that. And then at twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Follow them on there, and then also on Spotify, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, just follow us there on there. Um, if, there, if you know how to, re- to leave reviews, if possible, please do that. Um, 
I don't know. I've looked. I can't figure it out. If there is one. Um, so just, but if you if you know a way, please do that. Um, but yeah, please check us out in all those places. Let your friends know. Tell your friends, please. And uh, thank you guys once again for listening. I was host, I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, have yourself a good week. And remember, listen to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast next time. Hey, 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 Gables? Yes. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.